You're welcome on. to the Dipshit Files, episode 88. Hello, Mrs. Cryptkeeper. Hello, hello. How are we doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm getting ready for a true crime, Dipshit Files. I know that. <laughs> and it's a kids who kill, which yes. will be an ongoing theme. In the future. Because that's dark as fuck. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's, surprisingly, there's uh, more than I thought there were. Yeah. I looked into it a little bit a long mm. time ago. Yikes. Well, this is going to be a crazy file. Mm-hmm. So let's open it. Before we get into today's show, we got to tell you about the Cards, Cards, Cards. Cards, Cards. The Dipshit Files finally gets its own yeah. card collection. Yes. And it's a cryptid style card. We talked about it a little bit mm-hmm. before. But I'm really pumped about these. They're foil, silver foil. Nice. Black background. Very cool. There's a, there's a news article for each one of these crazy little fuckers. Nice. And there will be more in the future, but this is the first collection. I'm excited. I am too. So that's all for that. Mm-hmm. Look forward to that in the next few weeks. Yeah, couple I weeks. believe so, yeah. I should have them in my hands real soon. We'll see. Yay. All right, but let's get to the show. Okay. And now the Dipshit Files presents True Crime, Kids Who Kill. So today's episode is a story about the worst thing, in in my opinion, yeah. a parent would receive in return for trying to assist their child in getting back on the right track in life. They moved back in. Sorry. The selfish and violent actions of two teens would lead to the horrific death of one of their fathers. Hmm. Today, we're going to talk about the brutal murder of Daniel Halseth. Sad. Now, on the evening of April 9th, 2021, 45-year-old Daniel Halseth was found dead in the garage of his Nevada house. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's start by discussing Daniel for just a moment. So he was born in S. Estacada, Oregon. I made sure that I spelled that correctly. Two points. Now, he came from a long line of Oregon natives. A.K.A. weirdos. And his family lineage uh, were some of the state's early settlers. Super weirdos. Daniel had earned a bachelor's degree in music at Western Oregon University, and his nickname in college was Drummer Dan. Because he played the tuba. But apart from music, he also received a business degree from Corbin University in Salem. The man was actually fairly active on social media, even at 40 You don't see that as often. He would actually post content several times a day. Hmm. And this kind of activity earned him over 20,000 followers on Instagram. Were they selfies? Well, (laughs) his content revealed that he had other interests aside from music. The majority of his posts on Instagram were pictures that he took while he was traveling. He captured landscapes and sunsets and everything he found personally pleasing to the eye on the background of his face probably now according to his aunt uh, daniel was an extremely talented photographer as well as a popular local musician yeah what does she know i'm kidding the last picture he posted was taken from an airplane capturing las vegas from a bird's eye view from the collection of images he appeared to be returning to lax after a trip he had taken Now, it seemed that he went to Providence, Rhode Island, Oakland, California, and Boston, Massachusetts, taking pictures of historical monuments and tourist attractions from each of these states. Got to get those commemorative spoons. Now, this last post that he uploaded 
the one from the plane, went live on his Instagram just two days before the police found his almost cremated body in his garage. Two days. So aside from Instagram, Dan also had a YouTube where he would post videos of hiking through the woodsy hills of the Bay Area. Everyone who knew him knew that he liked spending time outside in nature, and he tried to do this with his daughter, Sierra, every chance he got. She loved it at first, but as she got older, well, I guess her priorities changed, as you will soon learn. Mm -hmm. Daniel had also been married to a woman named Elizabeth, who was the youngest woman to be elected to the Nevada State Senate. Nice. This happened in 2010, when she was only 27 six. years old. Oh, okay. I 20, six. 2010. I thought six. Oh. That's, I thought what? she was six years old. I was hoping for six oh, years old. Oh, I was like 20, 2006. It was absurd. That's I know not what my research said. <laughs> your brain's not going to go there, yeah. She's only 27 years old. She was six. She, she and Daniel had gotten married in March of 2001, and they got divorced 10 years later in 2011 after having three children together, each older than the other by a year. Each getting into Nevada politics at an early age of five to nine. So. With Sierra, Vote Sierra being their youngest. She was only three when she was uh -oh. mayor. Jeez, honey. I don't know what I'm talking about. You're killing me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> On the day of his death. Oh, see? See, you make me laugh, and I'm, I'm trying to read and share the story of... Uh, Sadness. Murder. Yeah, whoops. And I'm giggling over here. Okay, so. I, I might not be the right guy for this kind of like sensitive <laughs> shit. It's possible. All right, serious face. I'm finding out I'm a sociopath more and more. <laughs> I think you just hear too much true crime. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. On the day of his death, Daniel's mother had been trying to get a hold of him. Actually, the desperate woman had tried to talk to her son for over two days, but she couldn't reach him. This was highly unusual, as the two would talk on a daily basis, as they were extremely close and had a wonderful relationship with one another. Knowing this was not typical behavior for Daniel, the mother then called Sierra, the 16-year-old, who told her grandmother that her father's phone was broken. So by 10 a.m. the next day, there was still no word from Halseth, so his mother again called Sierra. This time she demanded to speak to Daniel, but the girl claimed that he was in the shower. When her grandmother threatened to call the police, Sierra hung up on her. Less than 20 minutes later, surveillance footage captured a Nissan Altima matching the description of Daniel Halsey's car leaving the area. Records show that Daniel's mother then called his landlord, telling her she couldn't get a hold of her son and requested that they stop in and check on him. Now, the landlord, uh, Daniel's landlord, informed his mother that she wouldn't be able to go right away. She had some business to take care of, but promised that right after she sorted out all of her affairs, she would go and check on Daniel. And that's exactly what she did. After a couple hours, the woman, accompanied by a friend, went to Daniel's house to check on him. As they cleared or neared the location, the sight of smoke and flames startled the two, so they called the fire department. The residence appeared to be on fire. The authorities quickly arrived and put the fire out, but after doing so, they discovered something gruesome. The firemen couldn't believe their eyes. After the flames were doused, what should have been a routine call about a small house fire turned into something completely different and much more sinister. In the fire dispatch call, the firemen could be heard saying, quote, but there's a dead body in the garage. We just found it. 
I'm with a homeowner that doesn't live here. Someone needs to come check this out, end quote. Mm. The nearly cremated body of Daniel Halseth was who had been discovered in the garage. Investigations began immediately trying to find the cause of death. While searching the home, police found several things that would shed light on the murder of Daniel Halseth. The officer stumbled upon a bottle of lighter fluid, a chainsaw, a circular saw, and a handsaw. But the discoveries don't end there. All of the tools found apparently had blood on them, as well as human tissue between the teeth of the chainsaw. It was clear that they had been used with no success to try and dismember Daniel's body. Additionally, two pocket knives were found and a package of extra blades. It appeared that the knives and the spare blades also had blood on them at one point, but they had been cleaned off. The police stated that an extensive attempt to try and get rid of any evidence and any blood stains had taken place right where they found the pocket knife. It would later be determined that Daniel Halseth had died from multiple stab wounds to his chest, neck, and back. After the failed attempt to dismember Daniel's body in order to scatter the pieces across the region so it would be harder to find, the murderer decided it would just be easier to start a fire in the house. By doing so, the murderer would be covered and no traces could be linked back to them, right? So the house was also filled with a strong odor of lighter fluid and a large burned area was found in the living room with some blood nearby. So what happened here exactly? Who would murder such a nice and talented man who apparently was loved by everyone? Well, almost everyone, obviously. I have an idea because the name of the show is Kids Who Kill. <laughs> so I'm going to go out on a limb and think it's a chitrin, perhaps. Right, maybe. Maybe a chitrin. Mm-hmm. Probably a chitrin related to the man. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Slap this chitrin right here. Okay. This one's terrible. All right. And how does this have anything to do with the teens mentioned earlier? Uh, hmm. Well, yeah. Well, I hope you have a full cup of fresh coffee and maybe some snacks, because this is going to be a wild ride. Prepare your chemicals for a horrific story, eh? The setting for our story is Las Vegas, Nevada, the place where one goes to escape monotony, the place where some feel like they've broken free from the chains of society, where they can have fun and and no one thinks twice, right? They don't judge you. Fun fact, did you know that over 41 million people visit Las Vegas each year? And they all won lots of money, because that's how, what happens when you go to Vegas. You, all of them? The sandbox where all the rich kids put all their toys. <laughs> that's what it looks like. You drive in there. I've said that before. I'm a jackass. It is. You drive it into does. town, you're like, that's a big Hot Wheels fucking ramp that yeah. they put in the sandbox. It is big. dorks. Yeah. Everything everything is massive there. Yeah. And you can get boobies with your pancakes. Super popular destination, but this city is not all sunshine and fun. It's mainly debauchery. Yeah, well, horrible things happen here too. Yeah. Horrible things like what happened to Daniel Halseth. This shit show began with the relationship between Aaron Guerrero, who was 18 at the time, and Sierra Halseth, Daniel's 16-year-old daughter. Evidently, this couple was madly in love, and that's the right word, mad, Mm. if you're going to commit such a gruesome act. According to Aaron's mother, they started dating in June of 2020, and after a short period of time, the two just couldn't see their respective futures without the other. They were convinced that they would spend the rest of their lives together, and they would do anything to stay together, obviously. Mm. Aaron's parents informed the cops that their son and Sierra planned on running away together. 
Allegedly, Aaron told his parents that he and Sierra had decided on Los Angeles as their destination. Of course, when a kid tells you that he's going to run away with his underage girlfriend, most parents uh, wouldn't be on board with this idea. No. It's probably not a good idea. Understandably concerned about their son's intentions, Aaron's parents contacted the parents of his 16-year-old girlfriend. Now, both families came to an agreement that the two should just no longer communicate with one another. Oh, boy. They thought it was best for both of their kids to take a break and figure out things on their own. However, this was exactly what Aaron and Sierra didn't want. And it was in this moment that they started scheming and figuring out ways of staying together, despite their parents' desires for them to stay apart. Mm. Now, according to Aaron's parents, after hearing he would not be allowed to see Sierra ever again, he started arguing with them on a daily basis. He was outraged by their decision and threatened them by saying that he would run away from home. Well, the kid's 18. Right. You're supposed to run away from home at that point. Right. Go. Go. Go on, get. So the Guerreros were shocked after hearing those words come out of their child's mouth, but his parents weren't the only ones struggling after making the decision to keep the teens apart. According to the ex-wife of Daniel Holseth, he too was having difficulties with his daughter. Sorry about that nug joke. The two seemingly got along great, but after Aaron stepped into the picture, his little girl started to change. She didn't care about any of the things that she used to love and enjoy. It seems as if the only thing she could think about was her boyfriend, which, you know, at 16, you know, it's all consuming. It's not abnormal. Right. I mean, I guess you could say that she was madly in love. (laughs) Right. You did say that previously, (laughs) and we all agreed. Madly, Mm. madly. So the issues between father and daughter appeared to have been focused around the relationship with Aaron. Lieutenant Ray Spencer confirmed that Halseth had told his teenage daughter that he did not want her to see Aaron anymore. And this was actually based on a post Sierra made on her Instagram on March 15th, 2021. What? Right. right. So it appeared to be the lyrics uh, from a song by Dean Lewis Mm -hmm. titled, Be All Right. What? Sierra posted these lyrics to reflect the way she felt when she was forbidden to see her boyfriend. Now, I looked up this song. And it's very, very uh, angsty. Okay. It's just an angsty song. Is it pop punk, bro? Uh, I didn't listen Is to it. it. Def- I just read the lyrics. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's probably just pop music. Well, people are going to want to look this up. What yeah, is it right. called? It's, it's Dean Lewis. Dean Lewis. Be All Right. Okay. Well, continue and we'll have Dean Lewis be all right in the background. <laughs> okay. <laughs> be All Right. Did you find it? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're just going to wait a moment. Okay. Oh, that's it? Uh, you're going to get an ad? i got to get Red Bull that gives me wings. <laughs> They're bringing that back. Remember Red Bull used to give you wings like yeah. 10, 15 years ago? Now it's coming back, huh? They got fucking wings again. Apparently. Nice. They can tell kids, hey, drink this shit and you'll be feel better about your life. All right. I look up from the ground to see your sad eyes. You look away from me. And I see there's something you're trying to hide And I reach for your hand but it's cold You pull away again and I wonder What's on your mind And then you say to me you made it, don't mistake You start to tremble and your voice begins to break You say the cigarettes on the counter weren't your friends, they were my mates And I feel the color draining from my face And my friend said I know you love her but it's over Yep, sounds like a pop song. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yes, so these are the lyrics that Sierra had posted. Now, she posted these lyrics to reflect the way she felt when she was forbidden to see her boyfriend. It seems poor Sierra had suffered her first broken heart and thought her world was crumbling around her. Now, we all know how that feels as a teenager. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody's kind of been through that. We've or at all, least know somebody that freaked out. Right. Well, we've all, I think as teenagers, the vast majority of us went through our first broken heart. Right. You know, well, what we thought was broken heart. Yeah, it sucked. You're like, I yeah. want to do stuff with you and you don't. And right. Now I'm hurt and feel bad. Right. Yeah. So on March 21st, Daniel posted a few pictures of Sierra on Facebook. And he wrote that he loved her so much and that together they would get through anything. Hmm. In the month of April of 2021, Daniel seemed to be posting more pictures and videos from when his children were younger. And it appeared that he was reminiscing on simpler times. Hmm. I remember when my kids used to be nice to me. Right, right. Well, for any of us who have parented a teen. Yeah. They were nice at one point. Right. This is totally understandable. Mm -hmm. Especially if during this time he was butting heads with Sierra over the boyfriend thing and she was mad at him for putting his foot down. Having parented two teens myself, I'm very familiar mm-hmm. with the way how challenging that can be. It can be. Yeah. So, but little did she know any concerned parent would have done the same. Everything he did was to protect her. You know, he wasn't being a big meanie. I don't know a parent out there would be like, oh, yeah, okay. So he knew it was in her best interest to spend more time with family and refocus herself on her own interests, especially regaining her emotional independence. So by posting that content, that showed how much he loved his children. Daniel was trying to speak to Sierra through a method that he thought she would understand. Hmm. He was telling her that he loves her and that he's there for her by sharing videos of when she was little. Videos of both of them having a blast. However, the complete opposite would transpire. Uh Unable to accept their family's decision to be kept apart, it is alleged that the teens decided to take matters into their own hands. Aaron and Sierra, who had already been dating for several months, started to make plans. They decided that they weren't just going to sit around and let their parents command how they lived their lives. They figured that in order to run away from home and be together, they would need some money. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that came to their minds was to rob their parents and run to Los Angeles before their families figured out what had happened. What's better than like robbing a bank or an ATM or something like they saw in a movie? What we need to do is an Ocean's Eleven situation. (laughs) What we need to find is a gymnast and also a lock break. We can do it. Oh, well, these plans do put an interesting spin on the story and shines light on the possible motive in Daniel's murder. On April 9th, Aaron killed the father of his girlfriend in cold blood. I I knew it. I fucking knew it. She allegedly helped him, but there's no information as to what exactly happened until you actually dig through the court documents. Hmm. The autopsy ruled Daniel's death a homicide with cause of death as stabbing. Basically, the medical examiner found at least 70 stab wounds to Daniel's body. That just sounds like a lot. 70. Okay. That's like your arm gets tired after 15, 20. I I have no idea how. Switch up arms? Right. I don't, I don't, uh, I can't imagine 70. You would be exhausted after 10. And wasn't this like a Boy Scout knife or something? Well. Maybe that's why I did it so many times. It's like, God damn, this thing barely does anything. Pocket knives? Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, evidently... I feel like I'm being a little glib for a very recent situation. Sorry to my mama. Evidently. Uh, his, he was then stuffed into a sleeping bag, doused in lighter fluid and set on fire. Hmm. His body was found almost completely burned. There was actually video footage from the night Daniel was murdered, which shows the couple driving away from the Hall Seth's house in Daniel's car. Detectives also found footage from the surveillance camera of a hardware store where they saw Aaron purchasing a saw, lighter fluid, and plastic gloves. <laughs> However, Sierra wasn't just... And a Snickers bar, because that put it all, put everybody off the scent. <laughs> she wasn't just standing there. You know, she was... She was also seen on surveillance footage buying bleach. And an axe. And a note that was previously written, <laughs> I killed fuckers. <laughs> She's like, I don't have time to write a note. I just uh, need to She was buying the bleach from a grocery store so that they could clean any, any evidence that would point to them. <laughs> Can you imagine being like the guy at the Sears or Kmart? I know. Uh, you guys having a good night? Yeah, whatever. You guys want paper or plastic? Uh, plastic. All right, we got duct tape, a shovel, chainsaw, giant human-sized garbage bags. Uh, yeah bag of lie. Yeah. Rubber gloves. Yeah. Well, since this is obviously an I'm about to commit murder starter pack, yeah. thought you might like to know we're having a sale on ice picks. Yeah, I'll get this gum, too. You know, instead of duct tape, zip ties work pretty good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're probably looking <laughs> Could at Could you that, imagine like, if somebody... What are you guys doing tonight? Yeah, Safeway. Just something, I, I don't know, Ace Hardware. Okay. Could you imagine being at Ace Hardware doing? and somebody comes in and, and buys rubber gloves and a chainsaw? How to stab a guy magazine? Zip ties. Bunch of lube. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, just, what is wrong with you? Just those things. You can't get lube. Well, well I guess you can. No, you can't get lube at Ace Hardware. Okay. Well, you can if you're a rotary girder. Well, but not the kind of lube that you're talking Ace about. Ace is the place. <laughs> For the helpful hardware folks. That's right. Okay. So additionally, Daniel's ex-wife, who claimed that they had remained friends after the divorce, said that they still shared a bank account that they apparently used to pay off mutual debts or bills. She noticed some strange withdrawals from their joint bank account on April 8th that added up to a little over $1,300. She tried to call Daniel to ensure that his card hadn't been stolen or something, uh, which, you know, was it was a unusual financial bank behavior on Daniel's part. But she was unable to get in contact with him, most likely because at this point he was already dead. Yeah. Just a few days after fleeing the state, both Aaron and Sierra were arrested in Salt Lake City, Utah. They had just enough money to travel after using her father's credit card, but fortunately, the police were already on their trail. What a flimsy, stupid, idiot, dumb fucking plan. Right? Dumb, idiot, fucking idiot. Right? Yeah, sorry. You, You share how you feel. Dumb. Share. Idiot dumb. Police officers in Utah had come in contact Stupid. with Aaron and Sierra while they were riding on a train that pulled into the 900 South Station. When Aaron was asked to show his ticket, he admitted that he didn't have one. Because he's an idiot dumb. So <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so the police ran a background check, and it was discovered that Aaron and his 16-year-old traveling companion, Sierra... Which is dumb, w- stupid idiot. ...were Sorry. wanted on a full extradition warrant out of Las Vegas. Right. Even though the two tried to cover their tracks, they left behind enough evidence for the police to be suspicious of the two. 
Because dumb. Right. Dumb, dumb. By following, Idiot dumb. By following several clues like receipts and surveillance tapes. They just right? left breadcrumbs the whole way because they're Credit cards smart. and video surveillance. Dumb. Police soon found one particular piece of evidence that would convict the two teenagers. Everything that they did. Uh, right. All the things. Sorry. After being taken into custody, the officers went through the couple's phone. And what they stumbled upon really was the nail in the coffin needed to tie up all the loose ends when it came to the murder of Daniel Halseth. They filmed it. The officers found a video of the two kids, Aaron and Sierra, on the bed, recorded three days after her father was murdered. Because... The video is so disturbing to me. Not Well, not because it shows anything gruesome. It's just... It's just chilling when taking into consideration the things they said and how ex- and how exactly they did it without any remorse or whatsoever. So this video starts with two kids cuddling. It appears as if they're they don't have a care in the world, right? Then Aaron speaks saying that he welcomes the viewers to their YouTube channel. Welcome to my YouTube channel. It's fucking cracking jokes. But then things take a dark turn with a smile on his face. And without any remorse for what he has done, Aaron states that it's three days after murdering somebody. Here, Sierra starts laughing and appears to feel a little embarrassed as she told him, don't put that on camera. But it was too late. The phone already recorded what he'd said. And little did they know that information will be used against them because they're dumb. They're dumb, idiot dumbs. (laughs) The next thing that could be heard is Aaron saying that it was worth it. Before proceeding to kiss his girlfriend on the forehead, the two looked happy about what had happened. Mm. The boy then mimics choking Sierra, puts his hands around her neck, and finally gives her some soft slaps across her face. What a lovely, dumb idiot. Right. So to some, this might seem like playful behavior. Or dumb. But it's clear that underneath all that supposed love that he shows, he's willing to hurt her. Well, he's hurt he's some people. Willing before. to hurt his sixteen-year-old girlfriend if he thinks it's, it's, that the situation calls for it yeah. is fucking disturbing. Dude's bonkers. So the two teenagers also mentioned that they had had a lot of sex during the past few days, saying that they deserved it after what they had just accomplished. Yikes! Right. So it's hard to believe, but it appears that these two kids actually thought of themselves as doing the right thing, Hmm. murdering a man in cold blood so that they could be together. Uh, Bonnie and Clyde. But not just any man. Uh, The father of her. I'm just, it's horrifying. But Sierra seems more pleased with the situation. She just seems happy with, uh, I'm blown away. I'll put a link to the video in our Patreon so you can actually see this video. It's only about uh, 25. 20 seconds long it's not very long um but i'll put a link in either a link or we'll upload it to patreon so you can see it for yourself Mm. so it's terrifying really because the implication here is that sierra helped her boyfriend brutally murder her father for the most stupid reason the two kids weren't allowed to be together and that was enough for them to take a life in cold blood i mean it seems to me that most kids in this situation would either wait for when they turn 18 mm-hmm. or fuck maybe sneak around and to see each other right just sneak out there are options here right that's what normal kids do i guess they you don't s- have to stab 77 times crawl out the window 
lie to your parents, say you're spending the night at a friend's house, and you know, that's normal kid stuff, right? Yeah. Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Romeo? Sorry I'm late, Juliet. I was just killing your dad. Oh my gosh. I mean, I just doth murder it. Hast hearken, I killed your dad. <sighs> Not these two. They no. go from zero to fucking first degree murder. 77 stabbies. Of course, as an adult, we see things differently. We think that this <laughs> reason is truly dumb. It is dumb. I mean, if you were a parent of a teenage daughter and you found out that she and her boyfriend are planning to rob you and then run off together, you also might think the relationship was a bad influence on your child. Just a little bit. I mean, maybe. It might be Nickelodeon, but it's probably that fuckhead. <laughs> well, the motive also appears to have something to do with money, not just the fact that they couldn't be together. Considering the withdrawals made from Daniel's bank account and the fact that the initial plan, even before his murder, had involved robbing her dad to fund this trip to L.A. It seems that the killing was not planned from the beginning. The so, moment he met him, he's like, I'm going to rob this guy. Right? <laughs> That's what it seems fucking, like. Ugh. So it seemed that the killing, it, it wasn't planned from the beginning. Their main concern was to find money so that they could run away together. Now, it's not known for how long Sierra and Aaron were planning this, but... Due to the surveillance footage of them buying supplies for the murder, they were stocking up for killing. Ace is the place. There is evidence that it was premeditated. Alongside murder charges, the teenagers also faced charges of conspiracy, arson, robbery, and fraudulent use of a credit card, and were subsequently held without bail at the time. In July of 2021, Sierra Halseth and Aaron Guerrero both received 22 years to life after pleading guilty to nine counts each, including murder with a deadly weapon and first-degree arson. Now, this case, this case, this case, though, mm -hmm. it really, really <laughs> turned my stomach. To think that yeah. your own daughter could resort to such actions just because her father was trying to protect her from a bad influence. Yeah. I mean, after, after his death, the online obituary announced the news. So it was noted that he died suddenly without any mention of the way he died. Okay. Uh, the online publication didn't want to add brutally murdered by his own offspring next to his name. And, and that's understandable. Alongside the mentioned death, it was written that Daniel had a huge, sincere smile that would extend from cheek to cheek. It also stated that he loved helping people and that he lived by the motto, always stop and smell the roses. Hmm. The last line of his obituary states that he will be remembered through his two loving children. Yikes. Sierra, the third child who murdered him, was not mentioned. That obituary, that's uh, not all that straight up with the truth there. Yeah, well, that wasn't the first time Daniel made the news, though, by the way. I wanted to share this. In October of 2011, right after his divorce, he was charged with misdemeanor counts of coercion and battery. Oh. So Daniel was sentenced to six months probation and anger management classes. Yeah. It seems all that all he wanted actually was just to get the attention of his recent ex-wife. He kind of lost his shit after the divorce. Mm -hmm. Nonetheless, after that sentence, his, he changed his life. He went to anger management classes and began to see the beauty in the world. Daniel truly began to enjoy his life. Hence... The beautiful photos and the traveling. Uh, I guess he really flipped the switch and became um, a different person. Hmm. And I don't know how long he had been a challenging individual with anger problems. It seemed to me that it kind of just came out in the divorce. And anyone who's been divorced knows how infuriating mm -hmm. uh, that can be. So I didn't. 
Not that I blame him for being violent. Right. Yeah. I mean, it <laughs> I, makes everything deeper He shouldn't now. be. He shouldn't be. You know, you shouldn't be violent because you're angry. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it just happens, I guess. But anyways, this is the main reason why after the divorce and subsequent incident, he and his ex-wife, they were able to remain friends and share a joint bank account. So they were still very close. Right. Well, the child might have seen some of that stuff too, because it's was possible eight, nine, somewhere in there. Right. Six, well, it was seven. 2011, so it was 10 years. She was six. Six, seven, yeah. Well, I'm sure we can all agree that a parent would do anything to protect their children. Yes. I think the parents deserve love and respect for doing so. I'm also sure that we can agree that this isn't always the case. Now, we've all heard the horrific stories in which mothers kill their kids for the most trivial reasons. Mommy, I spilled my juice. Mommy will be right back. She's going to get the shovel. This case is not one of those. This man loved his child and did his best by her, only to lose his life in return. So this was the case of Daniel Halseth murdered by Aaron Guerrero and his own 16-year-old daughter, Sierra Hall. Hmm. All because... He didn't think they were good together. This makes me dislike people more. We want to talk about it on the other side of the thing? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. And now it's time for the conclusion of this week's episode. All right, thank you for doing all that research. You're very welcome. Crazy shit. I know, I know. It's sad to hear Mm -hmm. these kind of things big time. And it's hard. It's so recent, too. So the the family's still just destroyed Mm -hmm. over all of this. I don't care if it was uh, two months ago or, you know, 50 years ago. A family is going to be destroyed by the death of a tragic death like this. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter the time. I don't think it gets any easier. No, you're right. I really don't. You're right. um, <clears throat> I'm blown away that his own child did this. Yeah. And, you know, it's two years apart. There is that window of time in high school and after high school mm-hmm. where it is, it's kind of a big deal. It's part of our law and mm-hmm. it's just part of the process of human growth. We've decided it's like you're too old for a high school kid right you know, da, da. right but you know once they get older like you said if they just waited mm-hmm. fucking a year and a half or two years it right. would have been fine well the thing that the thing that kind of made me gave me pause was in reading and researching this and reading articles and, and kind of looking at interviews and that sort of thing which there aren't very many video interviews uh with aaron's parents Uh, I think there's only two Mm -hmm. that I found anyways. The thing that was troublesome is the fact that Aaron's parents, he's 18. He's a, he's a grown ass adult at this point. Mm -hmm. um, Not not very grown. Well, obviously not, but uh, legally he's an adult that his parents could tell him that he can't see somebody for one. And his retaliation would be, well, I'm going to just run away at 18. That it was just, I mean, I read it over and over and over again that the parents were alarmed by their 18-year-old saying, well, I'm going to run away. It's like, damn it. That's what we were hoping for. <laughs> My dad like, told isn't me. Isn't that the natural progression of things? I was 18 for like 45 days, something ridiculous before I moved out. Yeah. My dad told me since I was like three or four. Yeah. He's like, as soon as you turn 18, everything's cut off. <laughs> He did. The whole time, I was like, I don't think he likes me that much. Because he really keeps wanting to tell me. I'm nine years old playing like baseball, like Mm -hmm. little baseball, little league. He's like, hey, by the way, I hope you hit a home run. And also, you better get good at baseball because you're out of the house at 18. You got to figure it out. Scholarship or something. (laughs) We don't want you, boy. Uh, Oh, well, I know. It was like a month and a half after I turned 18. Graduated from high school. I was out. Mm -hmm. Got my own place. So, of course, it was a different time. 
yeah. you know, uh, financially it was a little bit easier, I think, because this was in uh, 91 for me. Mm. So it's, I know my first apartment was a studio apartment. It was little. What an 18 year old like can afford. 425 a month, Jeez. you know. Could go back to those times. I have four hundred twenty-five dollars a month for. That's uh, a weekend now. I know. In San Francisco, it's terrible. We'll get your weekend for four hundred. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Scooper Troopers, for yes. listening once again to the Dipshit Files. This episode eighty-eight. Mm-hmm. Thanks to our trusted turd triad. Thank yes. you to the trusted turd herders. Yes. And our kick-ass scat meme army. Mm-hmm. Our Reddit regulators. All our scat card traders and gamers. And a big thanks to all the patrons from Littermates all the way up to Fat Cats. We mm-hmm. appreciate the shit out of you. Yes, we do. Thanks to all the new ones. It's been an awesome beginning to the year. Mm-hmm. And we were hoping to load up the bonus stuff in Patreon. We're kind of making a whole new channel just in there, too. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that. If we're you guys, heading over there. Yeah, if you'd like to continue this conversation with us, we're going to talk more about this and some other things and mm-hmm. read some of your stuff. So, yeah, as always, we'll talk at you in the future. And it'll seem like the present. Bye. Bye. I wasn't ready for your bing. It's just that's what happened. I wasn't ready for the bing. He wasn't ready for the bing. I wasn't.